welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome to our 2024 State of the Naperville Park District series. I'm Samira Luthman, Director of Marketing and Communications, and your podcast host. This is the very first episode of this year's State of Podcast, and I'm pleased to have both Executive Director Brad Wilson and Park Board President Mary Gibson here to join me. Welcome to both of you. Thanks, Samira. Yeah, thanks for having us. And I'm really excited to have you come back again and help tee up the State of the Park District this year again. Great, me too. I always enjoy this. Yeah, definitely. So the purpose of this episode is to introduce the 2024 series and do a bit of a review and preview, we'll call it. To start, I would like to address this year's theme, which is growing into the future. And it's interesting to be part of an organization that's approaching its 60th anniversary, which is hard to believe in and of itself, and we're still talking about being in a growth phase. Mary, I'm interested in finding out your thoughts. What are some of the most visible ways that you see the Park District continuing to grow and some of the reasons why we're seeing that growth? Absolutely. Great question. So um, when the Park District first started in 1966, there were 18,000 people living in Naperville. Right. And now we just did the census and we're nearing 150,000. So obviously the Park District has changed a lot over Mm -hmm. the last um, 60 years. Um, One of the original impetuses for creating the Park District was preserving our open space. And as anybody who's driven through Naperville knows, there's not much of that left. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we pivot to working with the space that we have, um, accommodating the demand for participation levels, growing interest. Um, Our community's changed a lot over the years. People are constantly moving in, moving out, um, and just meeting the needs of the dynamic community we have here. Right, and so much about recreation needs have changed, and even just in the, I mean, across the nation and globally and all of that, so that's been obviously a contributing factor as well. Same question for you, Brad. How do you explain our continued growth yeah. Well, as you mentioned, the, the community needs and interests in recreation continue to, to evolve. And as an organization, we always need to look at evolving and changing uh, with the community and, and trying to stay ahead of what those interests are so that uh, we're always, you know, meeting the needs of our, our residents. And that's something that we've worked very hard to do. Uh, we continually uh, survey our residents through community surveys. Uh, every three to five years, we do those larger surveys. We have a number of other ways that we look to gather uh, community feedback. And then we use that information to put that into our planning documents and, uh, and move forward as an organization. I think some of what we're seeing as well uh, is just the overall quality of the programs and the facilities uh, that we offer to the community. Uh, satisfaction levels have been very high. And it's something that, uh, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in in providing those quality programs and facilities. And I think as a community, they recognize that and uh, look to the Park District to, to, for those experiences. Right. That's really been excellent, too, to, to see that growth and to see the community's receptivity to everything that we're offering. And they're kind of growing along with us as, as we're growing and offering more. It has. It has. And we're coming off of a, really a historic year for the Park District. Uh, we saw record uh, program participation, use of facilities, use of our golf courses in, in Centennial Beach. And uh, I think that uh, attributes, attributes uh, in part to uh, just the quality that we're providing. Definitely. Now, in order to provide everything that we, we have available for the community, it obviously takes staff, talented staff, dedicated staff, and just sheer large numbers of staff to be able to do what we do. One area that we've been putting significant effort into is growing our recruiting efforts, as you know. 
Can you talk a little bit about why this has been such an important initiative that essentially has taken on an all-hands-on-deck approach? Sure. Uh, that's one of the most important things that we do each year mm-hmm. is uh, hire the staff and, and bring in the volunteers to be able to offer the, the programs and, and services to the community. Uh, we have hundreds of employees uh, mm-hmm. working across many areas of the Park District, uh, and, and we continue to be one of the largest um, uh, youth employers in the community. So it has been a challenge for the Park District over the past few years and a challenge for the recreation industry and many other industries in general. So we've had to put a lot of focus on that. Right. And uh, it has affected every area of the Park District. Every uh, department has been affected and has worked uh, with yourself and right, the marketing exactly. team, with our human resources department, in coming up with creative ways to, to be able to uh, get the staff uh, that we need to be able to to offer what we provide to the community. Uh, and that'll continue to be at the forefront of, of uh, you know, our efforts in ensuring that uh, we are putting ourselves out there as a great employer within the community, mm-hmm. uh, that we have a great culture here at the Park District uh, with our employees, and we want this to be a place for, for um, you know, residents and, and for people to come and work. Right. While planning for this state of series, I reviewed some of the questions I asked last year, and I noticed that we had also talked about growth and program and facility mm-hmm. participation. But I'm curious, from your perspective, how does the 2022 growth of the district compare to what we saw in 2023? Yeah, as I mentioned before, uh, the 2023 was that historic year for the mm-hmm. Park District. We saw participation levels uh, at, at levels that uh, we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, program registration, uh, we had the largest number of uh, program registrants at about 64,000 program registrations for the year. Uh, our Fort Hill Activity Center has over 7,000 memberships. That's the highest since the facility opened in 2016. Mm-hmm. Naperbrook Golf Course uh, experienced almost 47,000 rounds of golf, uh, the highest that that facility has seen. That's incredible. And Centennial Beach, uh, we saw uh, memberships uh, actually achieve levels that we've not seen in the last 10 years. I think one of the big differences as we look back at 2023 and, and compare it to 2022, 2022, we were, we were just coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we saw a tremendous spike, rapid growth across many program areas. And that was the challenge was to, to keep up with just the, the very rapid growth in many program areas. In 2023, we saw that slow a bit. Mm-hmm. However, we were at very high uh, participation levels. Uh, and uh, so... The challenge there was meeting those high demands, uh, you know, coming out of 2022. So not necessarily the the rapid growth as as far as what we saw in 2022, but still very high participation. That's excellent and really exciting for, well, what is 2024 going to hold? Time will tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Mary, in 2023, the district implemented two key organizational documents, that being the three-year strategic plan and the new master plan. How are these plans integral to the district's operations, and how do they influence our accomplishments in 2023? Yeah, great question. Um, the plans are really important. We put a lot of time and work into them. We solicit a lot of community feedback, um, and they're important because they provide us a roadmap. It's really important at the district to have these overarching plans and then mm-hmm. being able to be nimble enough to respond to impromptu needs and opportunities. Um, so I see a lot of the strategic and master plans as um, the underlying, somewhat behind-the-scenes work. We've right. got our capital projects, um, you know, and the things that people see when they drive around town, the mm-hmm. new parks, the new playgrounds, new pickleball courts. Um, but these documents, the strategic plan and master plan, allow a lot of 
the things that happen here in the admin building, mm -hmm. like attracting new staff and retaining staff, leveraging innovation, all of these things that are necessary to address, you know, what Brad was just talking about, right. these record levels, participation. Um, so they work together with, you know, the capital projects, you know, to make sure we know where we're going and we know how to get there. Mm -hmm. And, and oftentimes, sure. just to, to jump in there, oftentimes these plans with organizations can, can be put together and then get placed on the shelf. Right. And then maybe they get taken down another three or five years later. Um, something that we take pride in here is that those plans are, are always top of mind. Mm -hmm. uh, they are utilized to uh, develop our annual budgets, uh, our annual uh, goals for the district, as well as then filtering down into the departments. And we're continually looking to provide updates um, as far as the status of working to accomplish those initiatives. So uh, that's something that uh, we'll continue to do uh, with both of those planning documents. Definitely. And I mean, they, they are living documents, really. Mm -hmm. And it's something where, right, you don't put it on the shelf and forget about it. And it, it is really integral into our operations and even at the department level, taking a look at yeah. how our department goals align with, with those plans for the district. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. In fact, I often bring them with me to board meetings. <laughs> I don't know about you, but yeah. just for referencing. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pull sure. out, you know, our, our budgets, our strategic plan, um, because it is important to reference. And you'll see often in our year end documents. You right. know, we pull back up these goals right. and we, we cross-check them. Mm -hmm. We make sure we're staying on track. Right. So. Yeah. Mary, in 2023, we reopened Springbrook Golf Course with quite a bit of fanfare, and it was following a 10-month closure, which is, that was pretty significant. Sure. Um, and we had some golf course renovations, and that's why it was closed for such a long period of time. How were those renovations received, and what was the long-term impact on the course based on the fact that it impacted really two seasons, 2022, the kind of the end of that into 2023? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, one of the things I really appreciate with Park District staff is how much they work with the community. Um, and in particular, the golf community. Mm -hmm. um, throughout the whole project, I know there was a lot of engagement right. with golfers. There's a lot of dedicated golfers in our community, ones who are very dedicated to our courses at Springbrook and Neighborbrook. Um, and I know there have been follow-up surveys post-renovation. It's, it's like... Um, everybody loves the new course. Um, I really enjoyed this summer after we reopened. Right. Overhearing people, I, you know, I was telling Brad the other day, yeah. I was at the pool and I heard a couple gentlemen talking next to me and they were going hole by hole on the renovations <laughs> of the golf course, you know, and even, you know, that tree right there to the left. And um, so I think it's been really well received. Um, as Brad mentioned, Naperbrook, our other course, right. uh, increased um, participation, rounds, range hits. Um, and, you know, maybe some people who stuck with Springbrook are now, you know, using Naperbrook and sure. expanding their offerings. Um, so I think it's really been great to, you know, get people enthusiastic about our golf program. And the really the neat thing, the, the silver lining coming out of the pandemic, and even when we were in the pandemic, I mean, golf was one of the things that people could do. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is to see that that interest has been sustained. Sure. And hopefully 2024, we'll just continue to see that that interest as we have seen it. And yeah. new groups of golfers, people right. who are new to the sport, right. um, you know, different groups of people that don't traditionally. Um, so it's been really cool to see it across different demographics getting interested in golf. Yeah. yeah. Brad, our volunteer program, as you know, is integral to the district's ability to successfully conduct youth sports programs in addition to accomplishing work in our parks and hosting different events. In 2023, we sought to rebuild our volunteer program. How did we fare in that regard? 
We fared very well. Uh, and really the area of our volunteer program that, uh, that we needed to focus on and, and rebuild was with our larger groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to the pandemic, the, the Park District worked with many local businesses, community organizations that would bring those larger groups of maybe 20, 30 people out at a time right. uh, to really be able to work with our park staff and complete some of the, the larger projects within the, the parks. And uh, that was very important as far as helping to supplement uh, mm-hmm. the work that our own staff is able to do. During the pandemic, those groups fell off. Groups simply were not getting together. Right. And what we experienced uh, in 2021, 2022, coming out of the pandemic, is that those groups really had not come back to, together yet to do those types of volunteer activities. Mm-hmm. So uh, Becca Kraskowski, our, our volunteer and events manager, uh, did a great job with reengaging with businesses and organizations this past year. Uh, we ended up, uh, we saw uh, uh, an increase of about 300, what we would say, non-athletic volunteers, okay. new volunteers. Um, athletics is a very uh, high uh, area where we have an, a large number of volunteers. Uh, but those other volunteers that are non-athletic, uh, seeing that growth was great. And we were able to, to really increase the overall number of projects that are completed out in the parks. Uh, we saw a growth of about 58%. Uh, with uh, over 40 park maintenance projects completed in 2023 mm-hmm. as compared to uh, 26 in 2022. So that's excellent. Overall, we fared well, very that's well. definitely, yeah, it's definitely growth. That's yeah. what we wanted to see. Yeah. Now that we're into 2024, the district has quite a long list of organizational goals to accomplish. And while we won't discuss all of them, I, I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of highlight some of them. So during the strategic development process, board and staff discussed the challenges of indoor space. And this is something that we're going to begin to address this year. Brad, can you talk a little bit about what that will entail and why this is such a key area of focus for the district? Sure. Uh, The indoor recreation space needs assessment is uh, really, it is a major initiative for Mm -hmm. us in 2024. Uh, We have engaged a project team to come in and assist us with doing this. Uh, And really, it's going to uh, assist the park district with putting together that plan as to how we move forward with uh, providing adequate indoor recreation space into the future. Um, We are experiencing uh, high levels of demand for our indoor programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have large wait lists in some of our programs, uh, primarily at the Fort Hill Activity Center. And so we want to take a look at our existing facilities, how they're being used. Are we using them the most efficient way possible? Is there a better way that we can, can utilize those spaces? We want to understand the current inventory of what we have, as Mm -hmm. well as the inventory of similar types of spaces that are out in the community. We want to engage the community. There's going to be a significant amount of uh, community uh, engagement input that we want to receive through focus groups, open houses. We're going to do uh, another statistically valid survey, Mm -hmm. really focusing on the indoor component to understand and confirm the community's interest for indoor recreation space. And then importantly, is there that willingness to, to pay right. to, to be able to support having something like that uh, added within the community beyond what the park district has right now? So that is a major initiative for us this year. Uh, it's something that we uh, intend to have completed by the fall of 2024 so that we can really have that plan moving forward as to uh, where we're going to go as an organization to, to expand that t- type of space. And that's kind of exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. The the Fort Hill Activity Center, as you know, opened in 2016. That right. was our Going on eight first years. large yeah. uh, recreation facility that uh, that the district was able to bring to the community. Mm-hmm. And it has been tremendously success- successful, very well received. 
continues to grow in, mm-hmm. in the overall uh, use of the facility. And uh, we're just, we're at that point that uh, that facility can only handle right. uh, a certain number of people within programs. And, and we're at that uh, capacity in, in many areas. Because we're still growing, as we've said. We're still growing. <laughs> That's right. Earlier in our conversation, we talked about the effort going into our recruiting, um, which will continue. And in 2024, we're going to be working with various partners to promote a career path for the parks and recreation field, which I know this isn't something that just touches the Naperville Park District. It's industry-wide and and something that we've been talking about as a district. How do you see this playing out? And in what ways, Brad, do you hope it will impact hiring in the future? Well, I think it'll... in. The, the, the thought is that it will help to increase the overall awareness of what the park district has available as far as career possibilities. Right. Oftentimes, uh, I think uh, many may uh, think of parks and recreation and, and think about the park maintenance because you mm-hmm. see the crews out taking uh, care of the parks, our programs where you see instructors, so on. Um, but there are so many areas within the park district uh, where someone uh, with a career in human resources or uh, information technology, finance, uh, marketing. marketing, exactly. <laughs> uh, planning and development, uh, food and beverage. It's sure. a very wide ranging list. And so uh, the Careers Grow Here brand uh, is something that our marketing and, right. and uh, human resources department uh, developed this year to really look to promote the vast careers that are available within parks and recreation mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to promote uh, the park district as that uh, career type of em- employer. Right. And so uh, really engaging with uh, educational institutions around us, engaging with our uh, current employees. Uh, I mentioned before, we're one of the the largest employers of youth. Mm -hmm. So how do we engage those youth and really uh, inform them about how they could actually make a career out of working for the Park District into the future? Uh, We're going to put a lot more effort into that and hopefully create a situation where we have a larger pipeline of candidates coming in to fill those spots. That's great. Mary, later this year, talk about this laundry list of things we have to do, we're going to be hosting a very long lineup of community events um, to celebrate several different things, a lot of playground renovations, um, other unique facilities and amenities, and we also will be celebrating two important anniversaries, that being Springbrook and Knock Knoll's Nature Center, and I'm hoping you can talk a little bit more about both of those. Yes, I love our special events, our ribbon cuttings that the marketing team puts together. They are, they're a lot of fun, especially the playground ribbon cuttings because it brings out a lot of members of the community. um, And it just, it gives that kind of small community feel um, to what's a pretty decent sized city. Um, Especially these big ones, um, Springbrook and Knock Knoll's Nature Center. I think they're really nice because sometimes when we go about town, you know, we do our routes to school, home, you know, our usual stores. Um, And there's parts of our community that can be easily overlooked. Mm -hmm. I know I go down Knock Knolls Road multiple times a day. So I see it all the time, but I can see how if that's not part of somebody's usual route, they might not even realize we have this beautiful, well-maintained nature center in the middle of a beautiful park over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, these events give people an opportunity to find these um, facilities we have to come explore them. Um, They're a great way to highlight some of the unique things we do at the Naperville Park District. So I know I'm really looking forward to them. I always bring my family along. Um, They're fun. I think it's, you know, just a great way to remind the community of all the different things we have here at Naperville Park District. And in one of the later episodes of the State of the Park District podcast, we're going to be talking with Kevin Carlson, who's our director of golf, and Angelique Harshman, who's our nature center manager. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be delving into a little bit more about their specific anniversaries. So that'll be a fun conversation. Great. I can't wait for that one. Me too. Yeah. I feel like I say this with every podcast, but 2023 was another busy year. 
filled with a lot of projects and a lot of great accomplishments. And judging from our conversation here, 2024 doesn't seem like it's going to be much different, which is a good thing. It's a good (laughs) thing, right? I'm interested in hearing responses from both of you. So looking ahead, I'll start with you, Mary. What do you foresee being the most significant challenge for the district in 2024? I think... um Participation is a wonderful opportunity, and it's great to see the participation levels, um, as Brad mentioned earlier, have mm-hmm. just been through the roof. Um, so I think just the challenge of meeting um, the needs, everybody who wants to participate in our programs and being right. able to accommodate all of those, you know, some of them, um, the restrictions are, you know, soccer team only has so many spots on right. it, and indoor space mm-hmm. is, you know, something we'll be looking at. Um, mm-hmm. But I think so many people in our community rely on the Naperville Park District and know we're such a great asset. We want to make sure we can meet all those needs. Um, and then just rising cost, you know, being able right. to, um, yeah, as things Keep get things more affordable. Yeah. 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 We as have much a level can. of right. expectations, sure. um, you know, meeting those expectations in the face of rising costs mm-hmm. will continue to be something we need to focus on. Brad, what do you think about challenges for this year? Well, I agree uh, completely with President Gibson. Uh, the the uh, participation levels that we've seen uh, have come with challenges, mm-hmm. and it's continuing to meet those needs and, and being able to accommodate as many residents and participants as possible within those programs. And, right. and part of that is uh, ensuring that we have the, the facility space to be able to, uh, to do that, uh, which again, you know, conducting this sure. indoor space needs assessment is, is very important. Uh, the staffing component, ensuring that we have enough uh, instructors and staff to be able to support that, mm-hmm. uh, all comes into play. So I think uh, as we look ahead to this year, just based on the, the year we're, we're uh, coming off of in 2023 and that high participation level, the high interest and in, in need for recreation uh, uh, programs and services, continuing to meet those uh, demands uh, will be one of our uh, greater challenges, I believe, in 2024. So what are you most looking forward to, Mary? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, I'm really excited about the indoor needs assessment. Okay. Um, Especially just because it has so many opportunities um, to hear from members of our community. Sure. Um, People of Naperville are really generous with their time um, and feedback and invested in our community. They want to see... Mm -hmm growth, they want to see our community succeed. And um, I'm just really excited for all these opportunities to hear what people have to say. Um, Also, as you mentioned, lots of ribbon cuttings, lots of events. Um, I really enjoy those. Um, We've got, you know, the skate facility, the Rothermel Family Skate Facility is going to have its official opening in the spring. I'm looking forward to that. It's been fun watching that. I know there's been a lot of community engagement on the development of that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun to see that come to completion. yeah, it's just, you know, every year with Naperville Park District is busy and exciting, and we're doing just some really great things for the community, so I'm excited. It's to a very dynamic it. organization, so. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. fun. It yes, is. absolutely. Brad, think something you're looking forward to. Well, also the, the indoor space needs assessment uh, really rises to the top, and mm-hmm. we did not compare notes before. <laughs> I knew we'd have the same answer. This. Yeah. <laughs> but that is such a, a major initiative for, for the district because it really um, – uh, is a big part of the future of the organization right. and and what we provide to the community. And being able to uh, work through that process, engage the community, gather additional feedback, and, and really uh, find out from the residents uh, what they want to see moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, and then having that plan to be able to move forward, 
um, you know, is exciting. It's exciting to be able to, uh, you know, be able to get those answers and then to be able to have a plan in place to, to know right. uh, how we're going to, to work to meet those needs uh, moving forward. So excited to, to accomplish that and, and all the other activities and events that we have planned for this year. Uh, it is going to be another busy year. Yeah, right. Uh, it you is. Know, when we look at uh, the ribbon cuttings and some of those ceremonies, uh, very high number uh, that are planned for this year. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things coming to, to parks throughout the community and uh, we look forward to accomplishing that. Sounds like fun. I look forward to it as well. Yeah. So Brad, Mary, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for helping me kick off the 2024 State of the Park District podcast. Thank you very much for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. Thank you.